Are you being influenced? If you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Week in Review. Ben Ferguson with you, and these are the stories that you may have missed that we talked about this week. The mayor of Dallas won a race. He had a D next to his name. So the question is, after he changed to become a Republican, could he still win that same election? We'll break that down for you with our guest, the mayor of Dallas. Also, what will big tech look like and how much influence could it have over this country? I'm talking about politically and with AI. We sit down with a tech expert to talk about the future of big tech in America. And finally, the White House Press Secretary Jean-Pierre stands next to the president and demands that Republicans fix the border, even though they're the ones that destroyed it. So what do we do to fight back? We talk about that as well. It's Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Weekend Review, and it starts right now. You are up for re-election right now, running as a Republican for mayor. Yes. Your policies haven't changed. The only thing that's changed is a D went to an R. Correct. 
Could you win? I'd win overwhelmingly. I don't have any doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I'll tell you why I believe that. I'll tell you why. I, I, I'm glad someone finally asked me that on the record. That's sort of the chatter as well. Oh, that's why I asked because you know they're so, going to say, oh, well, this could, guy could never win. That's why he waited till the end of his term so, to then switch parties. So here, here's the reality that people have to ignore to even make that argument. But I understand why people need to make it. I mean, I told someone, I said, you know, you don't switch parties in a two-party system from one or the other and think the other party's going to say, well, you know, we wish him the best. He was great. And <laughs> it's, it's our loss. You know, they, they got to come up with something. And this is the, the, kind of the, these are the kinds of arguments they've come up with. But here's the reality. I won my last election with, it wasn't 93%. The Dallas City, uh, you know, has ordinances about how write-in candidates mm -hmm. get on the ballot. And if you write in a name other than the actual write-in candidate's name that's there, you just essentially didn't vote. You threw your, vote, your, your ballot in the trash. Of the cast votes, which were canvassed by the city and are the official records of the city, 98.7% of the vote. That's Democrats and Republicans in that group. That's a, that's a pretty hearty endorsement of the incumbent mayor. And I didn't run with a D or an R behind my name. I ran just with, you know, as Eric Johnson, because you don't run in Texas, in any city with a D or for folks who aren't from Texas. We don't actually have partisan elections in Texas for mayor. You just run. And you don't run with a party support. Now, what, what do I think would have actually happened if I had just come out and said six months before the election, I'm actually a Republican? Here's what would have happened. Some Democrats would have gotten together and said, well, this is an opportunity for us to run an ostensibly just overtly partisan candidate. We, we, we're going to do something that's never been done in Dallas before, which is to just make it partisan, like to say, okay, we got an R running and now we're going to run a D against them. The, the, the problem is that the R you're talking about for four years, well enough to clear the field and win with 98.7% of the vote, but that didn't happen yet. So let's just go back and say, a, a Republican who's been that effective, who happens to also be African-American and supported by the African-American community, we think that that person would lose simply by saying, I've become a Republican. I think what happens is, is I won the first race in a contested, nine-person field that it went to a runoff with 12% of the vote. I won, you know, 56, 44. I think that goes down to the normal, you know, pretty solid win of a, you know, 54, 53% win. But I still win. There's no question I, I still win that race because I'm the incumbent at that point. No incumbent mayor, if, we've had Republican and Democrat mayors before, by the way. No incumbent mayor seeking re-election in Dallas has ever lost. Ever. All right, so let me, let me ask a, a final question, which is, you have started now a national organization, yes. the Republican Mayors Association, and, and, and you have been out articulating that Republicans need to have an agenda for the cities, that we can't just write off big cities where an awful lot of Americans live. Uh, and, and I think that's a very important message. It, 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 it's something, and I want to ask you, what's your vision for the message Republicans should have in the cities, and how do we end up with uh, a lot more Republican mayors to big cities? What, what, what's the path forward there? I said this in the Wall Street Journal, and I meant it. It's a two-way benefit for America and for our party. America needs the leadership that Republicans provide at the local level because of the, the things we talked about uh, uh, just a few minutes ago. A Republican mayor is going to, is going to because it's part of the DNA of the party, is going to be right on law and order 
issues, going to be right on public safety. People who have asked me about that, I've said, let me just quiz you very quickly. Every bad idea you can think of about public safety came from one side of the aisle. There's not even a mixed bag on this issue. If it's a bad idea when it comes to public safety, you know, defund the police, don't prosecute shoppers, whatever. Republicans don't propose ideas that undermine law and order. They, not every Democrat believes them, but they only emanate from the Democrats. Yep. That's a, just a factual statement. So a Republican's going to be right on law and order and public safety. A Republican mayor is going to be right on taxes. A Republican mayor ought to be right on infrastructure spending and investing prudently. And, and there's studies that show, that have, I mean, been, that have proven that you actually have lower debt levels and you issue less debt when you have a Republican mayor versus a Democrat. When they, they, they've, an MIT professor actually studied this and concluded that it is a statistically significant different level of debt associated with a city when there's a Republican in charge and a Democrat in charge. So we actually need Republicans running our major cities because 80% of Americans live in the cities. By 2050, that number is going to be 90%. So the country actually needs the leadership. But I'm actually telling you as a group of partisans, we actually have to pay attention to this. And I think we have to pay attention to it because I, in my heart of hearts, believe that by being competitive in the cities, by basically re-engaging, because we were once engaged. There was a Republican Mayor's Association at one time. It had a similar name. It was like the Republican Conference. It was during the Ford administration. And it's, at some point, we just lost interest hmm. in, in competing at that level. And it sort of just faded away. But it was very active at one time. And we were more competitive in our cities at one time. We need to get more competitive there again, because the margin of victory at the state level, in states like Wisconsin, in states like Michigan, yep. states like Pennsylvania, yep. is the difference between performing at the city level in, you ready, Madison, Green Bay, and in Detroit, and in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, by just five or 10 percentage points better. So in other words, engaging in the cities in a more significant way and having the GOP brand associated with the things we're talking about at the local level, it doesn't take that many votes. And now all of a sudden, the whole state is no longer lock, stock, and barrel going one direction because of the advantage that's been run up in the cities. You've cut into the advantage that the cities have. You know, Eric, I'll tell you on, on that point. Um, so Heidi and I met. 25 years ago when we were both working on the George W. Bush campaign in 2000, the presidential campaign. And actually in that campaign, you know, I was a young 29-year-old staffer, uh, but I wrote, wrote a memo uh, urging that the campaign consider at the time Condoleezza Rice as a VP uh, nominee. And in the course of the memo, I laid out all sorts of reasons why I thought this was worth considering carefully. But one of the things I did is I did an electoral analysis. I looked at the three preceding presidential elections, and I posited a series of, of hypotheticals. I said, what would have happened if Republicans had gotten 5% more, 10% more, or 15% more of the African-American and Hispanic vote? So I didn't posit, what if we get 50% more? I did 5, 10, or 15. So goals that were achievable, I, I believe. And I ran through the numbers, and the one that was most, that stood out the most, 
was if Republicans had gotten an additional 15% of the African-American and Hispanic vote, in 1996, Republicans would have won an additional 96 electoral votes. I mean, it flips the election dramatically. But to do that, we've got to compete. It's a whole different national conversation about the competitiveness of this party if we are a factor at the city level. Yep. Because it's just where so many people are concentrated, it's getting harder and harder to figure out how to win elections where we're just not even playing there. I mean, we, we just, it's just not even, it's just, we ought to be competing in every major city where we're currently just sort of saying, uh, you know, a, a Democrat hasn't won, I mean, a Republican hasn't won there in a long time, so let's not try. We just flipped just the, in this last cycle the mayor, the current mayor of, I believe it's Charleston, South Carolina, yep. is now a Republican. They hadn't elected a Republican mayor in Charleston in like 175 years. Mm-hmm. So it can happen. It can be done. You have to run the right candidate. He was a former legislator like I was, mm-hmm. and he ran a great campaign. Now they've got a Republican mayor. So what's going to happen next is he's going to do a good job. And when he does a good job, these people who've been voting for Democrat mayors for 175 years are going to say, you know what, when Republicans are in charge, the city just seems to be, it's, a, it's safer. We hire more cops, and crime goes down. And you know what, the taxes go down. And you know, things are just better. The, the brand means something to them at the local level, and not just, at, it, the brand will always have a, a federal aspect to it. It'll always have a state aspect to it. But right now, in this party, we're missing a brand at the local level. It doesn't mean anything right now at the local level. And we get to decide what it means. And I'm saying we should be running solid conservatives at the local level, winning elections, running cities well, and then that makes people at the local level go, yeah, I'm I'm actually a Republican. I love my Republican mayor, and so I'm a Republican. And that has benefits for people running for U.S. Senate, running for president, running for governor. But we are right now just aren't doing anything. I mean, I was shocked to find that there was no one even in this lane I wasn't even stepping on anybody's toes by doing this. Now, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, you can go back and listen to the full podcast from earlier this week. I want to take a moment and have a real heart to heart with you. If you're able, place your hand over your heart right now. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception. And at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. We've partnered with Preborn because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter that doubles a baby's chances at life. By six weeks, eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a little baby is able to suck his or her thumb. For just $28, you can be the difference between the life or death of a child. And if you're a business owner, perhaps you can consider a larger donation for a write-off because we know the government isn't working on saving babies. A donation of $1,000, $2,000, $20,000. All gifts are tax-deductible and will reach eternity. Get involved today to donate just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby that's pound 250 say the keyword baby or donate securely 
at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict. Hey, Ben Ferguson here. And if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They are dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. So visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity. And Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. Now on to story number two. You know tech better than most people alive. Where are things going in terms of innovation 10 years from now? What should we know now that we don't know and how will the world be different in a decade? Well, the, the really positive thing that's happening right now, and I, I was never a huge crypto guy. I don't love fiat currencies. I think there's a good use against like you know corrupt governments, but I was never that into crypto. AI actually, to me, is actually very real. Uh, the, the, the way to think about it, we could talk all about sorts of complicated things, but the simple thing to think about is productivity is just really key in our economy. The reason we have more wealth is we do more with less. And there's all these industries in our economy where this, this AI combined with operations can do things much more affordably, much cheaper. And so if you look at this, like healthcare billing, for example, we spend probably over a quarter trillion dollars a year healthcare billing, and you can probably cut that in a third over the next five or six years. There's tons of areas like that. So there are lots of Cassandras painting stories of impending doom from AI. Is AI going to destroy us all, and do you know what year does Skynet go online? <laughs> 
Well, I do work a lot in defense, so I'm working on it, Ted. But th there's, there's uh, we can control all of you. No, <laughs> we, 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 uh, no listen, there's, there's two different conversations with AI. Yes, my master. Thank you. No, don't, don't get in trouble there. Uh, Ted's in charge. The, the, uh, the, <laughs> there's two different conversations with AI. One of them is productivity and wealth creation, and it's actually extremely positive, and that's really good. The other conversation with AI, it's very funny. A lot of people in the tech world are not religious. They've given up their religion. And so this is, this is kind of like a form of their religion, the singularity, the, the taking over the world of AI. And it's very funny. It's a very messianic vision. It's very much like Revelations in, in, in Judaism and Christianity, where, where this thing comes and it changes everything. And it's effectively a new God, because once it improves itself, it keeps getting better. And, and so it's like it's like, it's like it's a secular religion in Silicon Valley. People are obsessed with it. As they talk about end of times with it all the time, and it's funny because America's had a lot of other religious like revival movements over the last 200 years where people were convinced end of times was coming very soon. This is a, quite a weird one based in Silicon Valley. All right, so we're going to wrap up momentarily, but I want to ask: so you are very engaged in policy. A policy question Washington is wrestling with right now. So as you know, I'm the ranking member on the Senate Commerce Committee, and AI is squarely within our jurisdiction. In fact. Back in 2015, I chaired the first ever congressional hearing on AI and have been focused on it for a long time. Now, there are a lot of voices in Washington, most notably Chuck Schumer, but also including some Republicans that are eager for a very heavy hand of government when it comes to AI. And Schumer and Democrats are, opposing, are proposing literally prior government approval before innovations in AI. I've been very vocal in saying that is catastrophically stupid. And if we put government in the position of prior approval, we will cede leadership of AI to our enemies, to China and other countries, and we will kill American leadership. I'm interested in your views because this, this policy discussion, and i got to tell you, a lot of big tech, the Googles and Facebooks of the world, are saying, yes, yes, regulate us because they believe they can capture the government and use it to shut everyone down. What's your take on how government should approach AI because this is as hot as... As, as, as any question in Washington right now. Uh, well, you know, Mr. Senator, I 100% I agree with you. I, I'm really glad you're taking that, that, that tactic. I, as you know, the big companies, a lot of them know they're losing some of their best talent. They know it's going to be hard to compete. But what you know what they have? Like, if I want to start a competitor, for example, to BlackRock right now in New York, I have to spend $100 million a year on lawyers, even just to do what they do. They love the fact that there's tons of rules and regulations. These big companies would love it to make it impossible to compete against them in AI. So number one, 100%, keep the regulations as small as possible. Now, the, 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 the thing I will give them, and we have to be very careful because this is not why they're doing it. The thing I will give them is there probably are ways that some people could figure out how to use AI in bioterror and other areas. And so we have to watch it. We have to be very careful. We have to see as it goes along. But let's not give them the ability to make the whole thing crony and break it. Well, and, and, and look, there is no doubt there will need to be regulations applied to AI like to any other industry. Now, many of our existing laws can apply. So are there risks of fraud? Are there risks of deception? Yes. Or do you see things like, like Taylor Swift had the AI fake porn put, put on, and because she was Taylor Swift and had such a prominence, she was able to get it pulled down. Well, what happens if that's your kid? Well, and, it's, and, well, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and nobody would watch that. That's all right. That, 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 the market forces would take care of that all on its own. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was so ready to get in there. So ready. That was my moment, and you knew it, and you jumped in beforehand. I'm, I, I, ah, okay, keep going. That was, that was all me, uh, folks. Go ahead. But there's no doubt there are going to be needs to apply laws and rules, whether fraud, whether deception. Uh, the, the, the legal system will have to be applied. 
but but I think we should move slowly and understand what we're doing because the productivity benefits potentially are 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 massive. And and, and I will say when you you know you, you talked a minute ago about how how the big tech companies want barriers to entry and and that is the most common one of the great lies of politics is the idea that 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 conservatives are pro big business the reality is big business loves big government big business usually gets in bed with big government and big business loves when government puts barriers to entry to stop the next generation of entrepreneurs and and, and I'll say this look I I have nothing for or against big business, but I am interested in the little guys, the next group of entrepreneurs, what the, what the economist Joseph Schumpeter called creative destruction. And one of my favorite images on the Internet is a picture of the founders of Microsoft in, in 1978. And you have Paul Allen with long hair and a beard. and He looks like one of the BGs. You've got Bill Gates with, with glasses the size of hip uh, hubcaps. And, 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 and on, it's just that picture of a bunch of college dropouts, and it just asks, would you invest money with these guys? And that is, an, and they were taking on IBM Big Blue, the giant behemoth, and they were the creative destruction. Now they're the giant. And I will say, let's do this to wrap up. Talk about the importance of disruptors, of innovation, of the next generation driving techs, driving productivity, driving our economy. Well, this, I mean, this is 100% how America works, as you say. And by the way, it's our biggest advantage against China as our adversary. In China right now, the CCP, aside from just having killed a bunch of our billionaire Chinese tech friends, so everyone's terrified to build more tech if you're already successful in China. The other thing they have going against them... Hold on. S say that again. A lot of our tech friends died, in the la or died and or fled in the last five years out of China. They're, and a lot of them were taken away and disappeared, then came back, and they won't talk about it anymore. So... so so do we yeah. know names of peop uh, people who were killed? Because I, 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 I don't. I'll, I'll give you a friend. And Andy Tian ran an Asian Innovations Group, 47 years old, about to go public last year after working hard for 11 years. And they told him they, they wanted to do things differently with the data and going in China. He said, I'm going to go talk to him in Beijing. Uh, next I heard, he died in his sleep that night at 47 years old. Wow. And, and there's a lot of stories like this. There's a lot of guys who built a lot of it, who fled and who are very scared of Xi Jinping. But I'll, I'll tell you the other big advantage we have, though, against them, other than them screwing that up, is basically uh, all this productivity coming from AI, it's going to disrupt healthcare. It's going to change how healthcare works. It's going to change how logistics works. It's going to change how all these industries work. In China, the government people and their cronies, they own those industries. They are not going to allow those to be disrupted. The yep. question is, is in America, are we still able to disrupt things? Are we still going to be allowed by our government to go in and change how those things work? And it's going to be a battle because we have regulatory agencies that also want to so slow it down with the big companies. But I still believe in America, with the right leadership, we actually can disrupt these things and we can grow. Well, look, when AI replaces podcasts, I hope that the computer that takes my place does a really <laughs> fine job. Fine. Yeah. Final question for you, and I want to go back to the university because there's going to be a lot of kids that listen to this, a lot of parents, grandparents, they're going to, and, and maybe even professors that may want to reach out. What does next year's class look like? Is there a cap on that? If someone says, I want more information, if there's a professor that's listening to this and says, hey, I want to leave this great institution that I'm at because of I'm being stifled or silenced, I want to talk to you. How can they do that? So we're bidding our first class right now. This is just as competitive to get into as the other top 10 schools. But if you have a really bright young 
young student who, who's a you know founding personality, entrepreneurial personality. It's pretty much one of the coolest places you can go. We have a hundred of my top tech friends who put their names on it, advising it. We have all these top academics. It's going to be very competitive to get in, but but yes, please, please, please apply. You can go to uaustin.org and search for University of Austin online. Uh, professors, they're 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 welcome. The email, obviously, if they're amazing, we'd love to talk to them. We have a, a pretty big line of people trying to get in as professors right now, but obviously, very very interested in meeting great people. As before, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation on this topic, you can go back and download the podcast from earlier this week to hear the entire thing. I want to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able, place your hand over your heart right now. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a pre-born baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. We've partnered with Preborn because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter that doubles a baby's chances at life. By six weeks, eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a little baby is able to suck his or her thumb. For just $28, you can be the difference between the life or death of a child. And if you're a business owner, perhaps you can consider a larger donation for a write-off because we know the government isn't working on saving babies. A donation of $1,000, $2,000, $20,000. All gifts are tax-deductible and will reach eternity. Get involved today to donate just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby that's pound 250 say the keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict that's preborn.com slash verdict hey ben ferguson here and if you're an accredited investor u.s oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio i want you to visit labradorenergy.com beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns when you invest with labrador energy you have access to potential tax benefits and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income according to many sources u.s oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax advantaged income investments available Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They are dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. So visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity. And Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, 
maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. I want to get back to the big story, number three of the week you may have missed. White House Press Secretary Jean-Pierre asked about it on CNN. Here's what she said about it at the White House this morning. One of the things that, that some Americans are focused on are crimes that are allegedly being committed by migrants who are in the country illegally. There was the death of Lake and Riley in Georgia. There's been an arrest made there. Republicans are directly blaming President Biden for this. Uh, Republican Senator Josh Hawley said, quote, these deaths are on him. What's the White House response to that? So first of all, I want to offer uh, our condolences to the family uh, of Lake. And I mean, this is a horrific, horrific loss for any family. And obviously, uh, any if whoever is found guilty, uh, we need to make sure that uh, make sure that that happens. And obviously, uh, we don't want to uh, we don't want to see uh, anything happen like that again. But here's the thing: we have done the work uh, to make sure we're dealing with a broken immigration system. Senator, have they done the work? Because that's news to me. We've done the work to make sure we're dealing with a broken immigration system. Did they or did they not break the system on purpose to flood the country with millions of illegal immigrants? So, so look, at some level, yes, they did the work. They did the work to break the system. Why is the system broken? Because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the congressional Democrats wanted to break it. Understand when Joe Biden came into office just over three years ago, he inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. All he had to do was do nothing, simply sit there. Don't screw it up. And Donald Trump, I worked hand in hand with Donald Trump. We had made enormous progress securing the border. Joe Biden does nothing and he could have a victory, but instead He deliberately caused this crisis. He broke the border. Three decisions caused this crisis. He halted construction of the border wall. He reinstated catch and release at the border. And he pulled out of the amazingly successful Remain in Mexico agreement. That was deliberate. He knew what he was doing. And the consequence was this invasion at our southern border. But let me tell you, every dead body, Lake and Riley, Lake and Riley, her parents ought to say, why, why, why didn't Joe Biden take that damn murderer, put him on a plane and send him the hell out of here? He should have. The law provides that he needed to. And yet 
his politics, his partisan interests said, you know what? I don't care if I'm releasing a murderer. If Americans die, it doesn't matter if it keeps Democrats in power. And I got to tell you, Ben, that pisses me off because I don't believe a word I just said there is hyperbole. I think these people, all they care about is political power. And if more Americans die, that is perfectly acceptable to them. Senator, lastly, uh, White House Press Secretary Jean-Pierre on, the, on, on Biden's trip to the border. Uh, she said this is not about politics, which made me about fall out of my seat. What does it tell you Thanks, that both President Biden and Donald Trump are going to be at the border on the same day? Here, there's a difference here, and I want to be very clear about this, because the president is going to, as you just said, Brownsville, Texas, to hear directly from the Border Patrol agents, to hear directly from the frontline personnel on what is going on on the ground. And let's not forget, the president was at the border just about a year ago in January of 2023 to do the same. This is not about politics for the president. Senator, this is all about politics. He's seen the poll numbers yes. that you and I have seen. And e- that everything is the, this White House does is about yeah, politics. Yeah, and they know it. And the majority of Americans right now believe that the president of the United States of America doesn't know how to fix the border, can't fix the border. And the majority of Americans now say that Donald Trump is the only one that can do it. So, look, it's worse than that. I actually don't think it's right that Biden and the White House doesn't know how to fix the border. They don't want to fix the border. They made three decisions the first week in office. They halted the border wall. They reinstated catch and release. They pulled out of Remain in Mexico. If you want to fix the border, it's not rock and science. I've said this a thousand times in the Senate Judiciary Committee. I've said this a thousand times on the floor of the Senate. I've said this a thousand times on national television. Reverse those three decisions. Build the wall. End catch and release return to the Reign of Mexico agreement. That would work. Understand, Joe Biden and the Democrats do not want it to work. They are making the most cynical political decision I have seen in my lifetime because they are allowing people to die. We've talked about the people who've been murdered. We've talked about the children who've been raped. And by the way, we've talked not on this podcast, but many times before, about the risk of a major terrorist attack. God forbid, Ben, I don't want to wake up tomorrow or the next day or the next day and find out that we've had another 9-11 here in the United States, that we've had had another mass murder by violent terrorists. But I have been very explicit. I believe the risks of another major terrorist attack are greater today than they've been any time since September 11th, 2001. And it is not that the Democrat Party is oblivious to this. It's they simply don't give a damn. They're, willing They're the first to, to know about it, by the way. Yes. I mean, the White House yes. is the first to know. My is the first to know. They know before you know or I know or anybody else knows how many on the terrorist watch list are getting caught coming across the southern border. And we know how many were caught in September, October, November, and December of last year at record numbers. More than the last four years combined when Trump was the president. That is exactly right. And the only, only way this problem is going to be solved is to reelect a Republican president, to reelect Donald Trump, put him in the White House. And and understand, this crisis will be solved not over the course of a year, not over the course of six months, but literally within days. Because the driving factor 
So what determines whether you have an illegal immigration crisis? And what happens when people cross over the border, almost all of them have a cell phone with them. And right now, they look for Border Patrol agents. They turn themselves in. They're not caught. They go, when I'm on Midnight Patrol, they turn themselves into me. They have a cell phone. And if you ask them, the last time I was down at the border, I asked multiple illegal immigrants, do you believe you get to stay in America now that you're here? And they all said, every single one said, yes, 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 yes. As long as that's the case, we will have an invasion. Every one of them has a cell phone. They pick up the phones. They call their friends. They call their family. They call their loved ones. And they say, you know what? Come to America. When you get here, they let you go. You get to stay. If that is the result, we will continue to have a full-scale invasion. The only, only, only way to stop it is when people come here illegally, you put them on a plane and you send them back to where they came from. And again, they have a cell phone, so they call their friends. If you deport them, they say, oh, crap, you could spend months and thousands of dollars and be horribly brutalized by traffickers. And you get here and they send you home. Don't do it. And it's why I'm going to make a prediction. January of 2025, the numbers of illegal immigrants are going to plummet massively. And, and, and it's not like it takes a year-long program from, from the president. All it takes, Donald Trump is president, when you cross illegally, will deport you. And that will cause, that single fact will cause the numbers to plummet. If there's anything that may be turning the tide here, and that seems to actually be media covering the stories that you mentioned and the tragedies, uh, KABB-TV in San Antonio actually ran this on the local news. Listen. As for the question of why now, political experts have suggested to me that's because the president has kind of had his oh shoot moment meaning that biden and his campaign staff have realized that the immigration issue is important to the american people and it isn't going away that fact only further evidenced by numerous recent polls that show that immigration is a top three issue for voters this election cycle and for many it's the number one issue I mean, Senator, lastly, you look at this, and that's on local TV. We have not seen that type of scrutiny of this president ever. And, and, and when we go back over the travesties that are happening in all these different states around the country just in the last week, there are so many illegal immigrants. Millions and millions have come across the border. They are in every state in America and there are a lot of bad actors committing heinous crimes in every state in America. There's no way now that you can't uh, hold this president, I think, accountable if you're in the media telling these stories. Tell the truth. That is all that is needed right now. Tell the truth about what is happening at the border. Tell the truth about how Joe Biden and the Democrats are deliberately, willfully allowing this invasion. The reason Biden and Kamala and the Democrats don't go to the border is because when they come, they bring the TV reporters. Their entire strategy is not to defend this. Look, understand, on Senate Judiciary Committee, I lay out these facts day after day after day. No Democrat jumps up and says, you know what, Ted's wrong. He doesn't understand it. Let me tell you the alternative. It's not like reasonable minds can differ. Their strategy is simple. Shut their mouths. Because they know CNN will never cover what's said. They know MSNBC will never cover it. They know ABC, CBS, NBC will never cover it. And so 
the most powerful thing we can do is simply tell the stories of the death, of the rape, of the suffering, of the misery that Joe Biden and the Democrats are causing. That is the most powerful tool to turn it around and stop it. As always, thank you for listening to Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you. Don't forget to download my podcast and you can listen to my podcast every other day. You're not listening to Verdict or each day when you listen to Verdict afterwards. I'd love to have you as a listener to, again, the Ben Ferguson podcast. And we will see you back here on Monday morning. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. Ben Ferguson here, and if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. And I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investments to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit Labrador Energy. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more now at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.